Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Afternoon FM. Today I have a very, very special guest. A very anticipated episode. I think you and Squirrel Rosenberg are the most anticipated episodes of this fucking podcast because both of you dodged me, but we're going to let that go. I was on the first episode. You were on the first episode. Yes. This man, there wouldn't be an Afternoon FM without the man that's next to me. Uh, he is the founder of Bravery Studios. He's my evil twin brother. Also the father of Rocco Perdomo. <laughs> the Rocco Perdomo. Marvin Perdomo, ladies and gentlemen. You're the evil twin. I'm the evil twin. I'm yeah. the good one. Yeah, okay. I'm a wonderful person. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's going on, Marv? I'm here. I know. I, I was it. very surprised. I Mar- do this kicking and screaming. I had to make you get up and do this so. <laughs> you know this is not by this is not by invitation this was by obligation and uh penetration yes mostly penetration mostly, mostly. because it is sunday and it's it not the afternoon fm day it but is not. we make an exception for royalty you have for, to yeah you have to you have to so we're gonna go a little bit into marv's life uh his philosophies his interests his dark secrets, Uh-oh. the murders, we're going to accuse him <laughs> of, and yeah, thank you for joining me. I murder beats. So That's I'm going to learn a little bit about Marv today, and it's going to be a fun one. Okay. So Marv, tell me a little bit about your family. What's your, what was your early life like? My early life? Yes. Uh, Where are you from? I'm from Patterson. Patterson, New Greatest Jersey? Greatest city in the world. Uh... Uh, you know the cradle of the industrial revolution the uh the birthplace of luke costello and the modern day atlantis you know hmm yeah i was born right here what was it what was it like growing up in your family like what what was it like growing up in my family uh yo it was like i don't know like the most common like you know urban upbringing you know, I'm one of six. I have I have five brothers and sisters. So you have five brothers and sisters. I have, I have five brothers and sisters. Are you yeah. the Are you the oldest? Or no, the I'm young? like in the middle. Okay. Yeah, so I'm the third born, and I got two older sisters. Okay. Uh, two younger brothers, one younger sister also. And uh, you know, I grew up on I I I moved around the whole city. Lived on Carroll Street, lived on 12th Ave, lived on Ryerson, or by Chicken Supreme. Really? Shout out to Chicken Supreme. Word. Uh, lived on East 28th. Uh, we, we moved so much, I don't I don't even know. I, don't, I can't even claim one neighborhood. We lived everywhere. Hmm. You know? Yeah. And uh, it was cool. Wobble, you know? Played Wobble? He played Wobble. <laughs> Wobble? That's what stands out in childhood. I don't know. Yeah, I enjoyed, enjoyed wall ball back in the day. Yeah, yeah you know. All right, where? I try to have a cool childhood story, but I don't. I don't know. I don't have one. I don't have a cool. You're just like you know, growing up in the city. What were your interests like when you were a kid? Video games. Okay. You know, name for a couple. Sure. What do, What do we got? What do we got on the table? Oh man, I like Resident Evil. I like uh, Super Smash Brothers. You were an N64 kid. I was an N64 kid for sure. Uh, Super Mario World. Um, this man is also very skilled in Kirby. 
You beat me in Kirby, so how's that possible? No, I know, but still, but you, you were you were aware. <laughs> you are very you were in Kirby. aware of the Kirby uh, games. Um, yeah, man, I like I liked I liked Kirby. I like I like a lot of Super Nintendo games. There's a, there's a I was already too young for when Super Nintendo came out. But when I got older and I went back in time and played retro games, I like oh this is cool. This is the story of uh, where games came from, like playing 2D games, mm. you know. Because by the time I was five, Nintendo 64 was already out. But you know, I went back and played like older stuff. Mm. You know. I remember when like N64 and PlayStation were like when they were coming. I remember when Tenchu dropped. That was the first game of. Dude, uh, I was in first grade when N64 came out, and one of my classmates had it. I stayed at his house till like 10 o'clock, and I got home. And my mom whooped my ass for being at, at his house so late. Mm. But it was worth it because seeing a game in 3D was like the most... Wow, yeah. what the... This guy's walking in every direction over here. Yeah. You know, it was wild. Wild stuff. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have a cool childhood. I don't know. I don't have a cool story to it yet. So if anything, got- I just had like that typical... You know, urban childhood where like, or there's no like, we found rough, we, but we found a dead body on the train yeah, tracks. Yeah, times are rough, but also, it's what everybody goes through in the hood, you know. Hmm. All right, fair enough. Yeah, let's go like towards like maybe like high school and shit. What are your interests getting into? Where, where'd you go? High school was cool. We went. To, I went to Kennedy, where? Uh, John F. Kennedy High School, over there on Preakness and Soto Ave, and. Uh, Kennedy is definitely where I found myself because I was definitely that rock and roll kid that hung out with a bunch of like, really, uh, you were the rock and roll kid. Oh hell yeah, hell what yeah. Uh, what what uh, what kind of songs were you listening to? What kind I was of into like seventies classic rock. Like so shit. was I, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a big Jimi Hendrix fan. I, I like Hendrix. I like I like Zeppelin the best. I yeah. love Zeppelin. But yo, you would not know it from like who I hang out with because I hung out with like people who would probably do you some damage. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, but it was cool because, like, you know, they were accepting. Like, all right, he's the the eccentric one of the group. Everyone else is like, Hip-hoppers. I had one friend who was like super po- political, Fatticelli. He was a uh, Puerto Rican and Italian, and uh, he. Oh, so what was? It? What do you mean, like political? He was like, man, fucking Bush needs to stop this shit. No, 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 opposite. He was like into like communism and like fuck. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, and like what was going on in the world? Like, yo, Russia's gonna invade us soon, bro. You gotta be. Gotta be ready, bro. <laughs> it's not wrong. And then I had I had Steve, <laughs> and I had Steve who was a uh, scuba Steve, not the Steve that I work with now, but uh, he was just down. He was either chilling or punching somebody in the face. That was his. Word. That was his two moods. And then we had White Mike, who was the white kid in Kennedy, who uh, everyone respected because he he like won their respect. He was. He was a he white was, guy in the hood. He was a white guy in the hood. He had everybody's respect. He 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 was down. He knew he knew how to navigate, you know, being the only white person in Kennedy High School. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah those, those four guys are my brothers. Those three guys. Josh, which is Fatticelli, Steve, and, and Mike. You still talk to any of these guys? Yeah, I still talk to them. Yeah, I love those guys. And uh, we would indoctrinate people like, hey... We had this guy named Tonto Schools. He had just come from Saudi Arabia. We made him popular by like, really, just having him hanging around us and being like, "Yeah, that's Tonto Schools." So Mike was good at giving people names. 
White Mike was good at giving people names. It always was like two parts. He gave you a first name and a last name, not just like a nickname. Mm. And uh, he gave Tonto Schools the name Tonto Schools because we couldn't say his full name. What was what? what can you I don't remember it? what it was. I don't remember. But Middle Eastern guy had the name Tonto Schools, and uh, everybody was like, "Yo, Tonto Schools is pretty cool. He's a popular guy. We made him popular and shit. Like, nice, he's cool." So got a guy from Saudi Arabia, late. Yeah, he just came to America and was just we made him like popular and shit. Nice. Well, what it was is that he came with an ounce of weed and uh, <laughs> God he knows an ounce. God knows an ounce of weed. Yeah, he came with an ounce. Popular. He smoked one and passed out, and we smoked the rest of his ounce all in one night. This is like my weed smoking day. I don't even smoke weed really? anymore at all. What? Yeah, it was a stoner version of Marv. I'm learning this school, shit as yeah, we go. In yeah. School, yeah. I don't know. I like. I stopped smoking weed. I, I I started to get paranoid. Like at. Uh, I understand. Yeah, at some point in my life, like one day I just smoked and I was so paranoid. I was like, I don't like this feeling, and it made me, it made me not want to ever smoke again. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. But um, Tonto was cool. Steve Fatticelli, white boy. Those are my bros. And um, what kind of what were your interests like? What were you getting into like class wise? You know what. In in high school, bro, I didn't know I didn't know myself yet. I was still into video games and movies and stuff. I was definitely into movies a lot, but um, like I didn't know what I was gonna be doing for the rest of my life yet. I wanted to be a, a filmmaker, like a lot of my peers, like you, like like uh, uh, Jason Enrique. Uh, oh, shout out to Jason, bro. Jason's Jason. got a he sent an invitation to like buy tickets. Yeah. For the premiere. But the premiere's in, like, fucking, like, late October. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, July, yeah. bro. I'm yeah. like, I don't even know where the fuck I'll, like, go. I, like, you know what I mean? Like, Who knows where you're going to be? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I don't schedule a day in advance. Dude. I know. <laughs> I, like, woke up today, and I was like, all right, people are fighting at Hinchcliffe. <laughs> I guess we're going to get some crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. Did you buy what's going on that day? Yeah, I don't know. Um... But yeah, no, I see kind of interesting. I was, I was, I was the nerd and like the eccentric one, like the rock and roll kid of my group. Hmm. But um, I don't know. I I used to think it would be weird to be like inter, in, into different things, because like in grammar school you couldn't point out that you were into like anime or like rock and roll or well, anything I mean, that was not hip hop. You was into anime. Bro. You could be the like Naruto kid. You can tell. Why does every school have a Naruto kid? You know what? Uh, the Naruto kids, I respect them a lot because they wear those metal bandanas. Bro, they fucking the way they ran. The way they the ran class. with their hands behind their back. Yeah. I think uh, Will and Matthias were Naruto kids. That 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 that. And uh, uh, Matthias is a big ass fucking Naruto kid. He's a big ass Naruto <laughs> kid. Yeah, it's, he's a big ass Naruto. Like kid. it's like if Naruto, if Naruto like was a bodybuilder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matthias is the most handsome anime guy ever. It's crazy. Man's killing it. Bro. He shout doesn't know out, his own power either. He doesn't know his own power. Stonewolf Mazin. Yeah, Stormwolf Mazin. Is it Mazin? It's Mazin. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like that. Sounds like a Middle Eastern dish. I I never asked him where he got the name from, but <laughs> it's definitely Mazin. It's like yeah, I'll have the, yeah. I'll have the Nijedra and a side of Mazin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy is Will and Mazin and Matthias went to high school with me. But I didn't a- interact with them a lot in high school. Will a little bit, because me and Will had a couple classes together. I never, I never had classes with Matthias, though. Mm. Like, I 
I only found out after high school that he went to Kennedy also. But he was also younger than me, so mm. I don't know if I ever crossed paths with him. Yeah. DX the Great, too. DX the Great went to Kennedy. I never seen him in Kennedy, not one day. Everybody knows this guy, man. There's DX like two great? people. Yeah, two people, yeah. DX the Great is a fucking legend. <laughs> he really is. He's a fucking legend, man. I can tell by the skits, man. We're going oh, yeah, to get into the studio days and all the shit. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, right, well, DX is a legend. It's yeah. crazy because I've known Will for since I was like 18, 17. <laughs> Where'd you so, meet him at? Uh, I met him when she he uh, he was dating Sin. Okay. Yeah, back back in the day, I was like, she's like, oh, you got to meet this dude, and we met. Sin was my first friend, like Ever? like my, I, no, I'm serious. Like I had like friends, I had like friends in like Ever? the no, in like West Patterson, I had friends, and I like, but Sin was like, I don't know, I would just like to hang out at her house when I was like 16, and like. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. When I moved to Hilden, like, I had friends. Like, my friends were, like, Nando and, like, Abe. But, you know, I'd see them once in a while. And Sin, like, I was just... I only Sin fuck. is super cool. Sin is Sin is a god. I didn't know Sin off a can of paint. And she hit me up, like, hey, are you going to make more videos about Patterson? And, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing is Sin does that. I didn't know her off a can of paint. Sin does that shit, dude. Yeah. Like, Sin... I met Sin... Uh, I posted a review... Of I think Kanye's 808s and Heartbreak Why'd on MySpace Bulletin. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> I was fucking 15. And this is what we did when we were 15. <laughs> yeah. And I was right. And I wish I had that. Sh- I really wish I saved it, man. Zin, like, I think she still has a lot of the photos of like when we were like. I, w- kids. I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. She awesome. has the whole history Technically, of I don't know. She didn't really get me like directly into photography, but Sin had this Fuji. Sin had this Fuji that was like back in the day, and she would post photos, and like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Then she had a Fuji, and then, uh, and then I started dating Vidi, and then when Vidi, I, I borrowed her Canon for like three days, and then I got a, 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 and then this chick from Canada, I met, and I was like in love with her, and then she was like buy a Nikon because really? I work for the Nikon store and I was like I'll do anything like <laughs> 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 it uh so I got it that's how I got in photography but uh yeah no so, so, and I, I just remember like that time but yeah I posted a review of Kanye's 808s and Heartbreak I was like this sucks <laughs> I was like this is the stupidest it was fucking, all singing yeah, I was like this yeah, is the stupidest also, album yeah. I ever heard in my life or some shit there's so many rappers that like say that that was like their most influential album I was very very passionate about music yeah. when I was a kid man. I didn't listen to it at all either because there was a whole bunch of auto-tune singing I yeah I, didn't, I don't know I, now I appreciate it it's fucked up because yeah. he's like he's not wrong I kind of I kind of understand him in his interviews where he's like he's like it's not that I'm not right he's like it's not that I'm right now and he's like he's just like trying but like it's good to experiment remember when graduation came out graduation was like the shit but like 808s I was like I don't know I don't it, remember graduation and le- late registration but but uh the first one college dropout I remember college dropout that was, was the a first, moment like, in history because like there was no thug shit on that album. The best part about the college, uh, I remember when that was all a very falls, thuggish beef era. When all falls down video, yeah. you ever see all falls down? Stacey That's Dash. a groundbreaking video. You know what it first is? First person. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's the first video. I mean, even through the wire with the with the with the uh, the Polaroids. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, but yeah. through the wire, I found out after all falls down. All falls down really? was through through the wire broken and like oh this is like this guy's gonna be a thing. 
All Falls Down got mad play. A shitload of play. It did. Has that pop, uh, the pop feel to it. Yeah, no. um, I remember TR. I remember the first time seeing the Kanye video, which is through the wire, and just feeling like this is so homey and kind of uh, new. It has that chipmunk soul, but it's also like something you listen to in front of your mom. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was weird, man. I don't know because I wasn't so 2004, man. Damn, we're in we had just come out of like 50 Cent beefing with everybody everywhere. Yeah. And then Kanye comes like out and says, I'm everybody's friend. I remember when fucking Hot in Here by Nelly. Because I remember being up at my grandmother's house and we were fucking, we were just listening to Hot in Here by Nelly. And it would just, I had the radio. Nelly was a good little wave too. Nelly had a wave too. But anyway, let's go, let's go back to the He had a moment. Well, yeah. Before anything, I will say that Nelly probably will never get credit in the echelons of hip hop. But, but like from like it, 2000 to like 2003, he had it on lock, bro. He had, yeah, he had people, MTV. He had fucking people putting band aids on their face. I'm saying bro. the wave caps. Yeah, and two uh, uh, sweat suit, bro. Two uh, headbands. Shake your fucking tail feather. Bro? I'm saying he didn't have to kill a certain anybody on yeah, his tracks. Nelly, 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 Nelly will get his fucking is is too. And Ludacris. Ludacris's fucking chicken and beer album is classic. Ludacris man. is a legend too. Yeah. Uh, Jay Z told him that. Uh, People don't think too much about your lyrics because your visuals are so over the top. <laughs> but I, I disagree. I, I think his lyrics were so over the top, too, that he kind of has like an action Bronson thing where he exaggerates lyrics. Yeah. You know? Like, so, so like, you just think of anything he's saying is just, like, dramatically increased to a thousand. Yeah. You know? Like, you got a hose in the hotel. I don't know. Even your daddy <laughs> knows. Disturbing the peace. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, that's such a fucking weird nostalgic time, man. Like when yeah. Chingy, Chingy yeah. one call away would hit. You know I mean? Yeah. The early 2000s was so so cool for me because uh, I got into high school. I had the bleep phone, the chirp. And you were. Oh, really? Um, Are you a chirp guy? I was a chirp guy. Oh, yo, wow. And I had the ringtones. There was a. A classmate of mine, Maximilian, who would do the ringtones for me because I didn't, I didn't have a computer. So that's a no Maximo, not Maximilian, Maximo. And uh, I told him to put BC Boys Intergalactic as my ringtone. Intergalactic. So every planetary. time I hit the button, I was walking down the hallway of Kennedy, like playing that, like blasting it. And then I had Bohemian Rhapsody after that, like as my ringtone. Dude, what? Yeah, so I was just like throwing everybody <laughs> off guard. I was like, Yo, what's what the fuck is up with that guy playing all these weirdo music? Uh, off his phone so yeah uh, i was an ipod kid i the thing is my mom got me an ipod and uh i but my mom got me an ipod and i had a computer and i had a computer with no speakers <laughs> yeah bro. well yeah, yeah you had to buy speakers separately um, no i know but i yeah. had a computer with no speakers so what's it called uh, I don't know what the fuck it was. I think we tried to put speakers on it. It just didn't have any, like, audio thing. So, fucking, uh, I just had this computer with no speakers. And uh, I remember I wanted to be... I, I, you know what's funny, man? Is like, I, I proposed this name for Hood Famous. It's called Starving Artist. And that oh, was wow. the name of my mixtape when I was, like, 15. And I had a ramen packet. And I, like, fucking... I used GIMP because I didn't have Photoshop. I used GIMP and I fucking uh, 
I put starving artist on on a rom. I took a photo of a you ramen bring that packet. back. You yeah, can use that. I'm like, you know what's crazy? I'm still kind of doing the same shit. I've been doing the same shit for like fucking damn near almost like almost 20 years. I think I'm like 16, 17 years in the game. But still, fucking, it's like a lot of time. But yeah, no, nah, man, fucking, uh, uh, I was an iPocket and I, I would have to download these fucking songs. Like, and then, like, find out how the song was afterward. Like, I would, like, I would, like, when, it was crazy because this week. What was the actually, greatest find? What's up? The greatest find. Cause yeah, you're bro, but like the- Frostwire. These kids don't know about Frostwire. No, but I mean, song wise, what, what's the song that you, like, downloaded and you were, like, holy crap? It's like the greatest song ever. I, I I actually posted about it this week, man. Was uh, I was watching Music Choice at like two o'clock in the morning. When VH1. I was like, yeah, right. and and Blue yeah. and Exiles. Uh, uh, the world is uh, yeah. the, like or what's it called? The Below the Heavens. Like the album Below the Heavens came on, but like one of the singles from it was like The World Is, and it was like I was a huge. Illmatic's my favorite album of all time, and it'll always be. And fucking, uh, I was like, yeah, this is like a Nas tribute. So I listen, I, I, and I got into Blue, and it's crazy. I met Blue uh, when I lived in L.A. Yeah. When I lived in L.A., Blue had the same uh, storage facility of me, like near USC and Expo. And I remember I was uh, hell of a way to meet somebody. Oh, you store here too? <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, I remember the interaction. I was like, it was crazy, as bro, like. It was a really fast interaction, and I saw him there, and I was like, "Dude, like, uh, the, that man, he does that." Like, I had such a fast interaction. He was just waiting for an Uber, and I was like, "Dude, are you are you blue?" And he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, uh, "Cause that that man doesn't know how much he affected my life, like, I I I I had every album, this man. I had like." mixtapes and sideways like like is fucking like chasing doves was like i i had that like with my first love that was like how i associated it man it was like you can't had, out i had artist, like three you know? minutes and to like talk to him and it was just weird but like uh even like like the the whole shit of even me moving to la was a little bit like i was like oh I'm, like i was a big fan of knowledge uh, I still am a big fan of knowledge and like you know like no worries and shit. I got to meet Anderson Pack uh, before he got famous, like four four months before he got famous. He still isn't famous. What's no up? offense. What Anderson Pack is <laughs> famous? He has like a face. He's got Grammys. He's alright. He's alright. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a, he's got a collab decent. project he's, with yeah, Bruno yeah. Mars. Yeah, bro. okay, okay. Okay. He's, Anderson Pack. Yeah. Anderson Pack is famous. Bro. He's alright. He's alright. I uh so like debating right now. Blue had this album called the Jesus LP, and on the last track of it, he had this thing called Do the Knowledge, and it was produced by this guy named Knowledge, and I found the the producer of it, and he had like two of these like beat tapes on Bandcamp. This is right, this is before Lo-Fi was the thing. Yeah, like Lo-Fi like came up in like maybe I don't know, but like twenty ten. Yeah, but like Knowledge was just this completely different fucking producer and i was like this is like the spiritual successor to dilla and i was like and then uh you know like i followed his fucking beat tapes and shit and it was just like was, I, I got on when strawberries and grapes was uh were tapes and then they got signed to stone that i i actually worked for a record label that used to host their shit 
So then when Knowledge moved over to fucking Stone's Throw in L.A., I really wanted to work for Rick Rubin. So I yeah. fucking, uh, my sister was living in Calabasas, and this is before Shangri-La was like, everybody knew what this was. I just, I like, I was like, yo, this guy's a uh, recording studio in fucking Malibu. So then I moved over to Calabasas with my sister, and then I moved to South L.A., and that's where I met Blue. But it was like, you have these moments where whatever... Where it's like, you know, like, it's just to remind you of this shit. Like, I met Anderson Pack at Knowledge's album release party. Yeah. And I went there, and he was going by Breezy Lovejoy. And he was, like, dancing on stage, whatever. You know what I mean? This is, like, right before Suede dropped. And uh, I sat there, and I talked to him, and I was like, yo. I'm like, uh, I was like, hey, what's going on, man? I was like, yeah, how do you know Knowledge? He's like, oh, you know, he's like, he's like, we're in a band together called No Worries. I was like, oh, shit. But we're sitting there talking. He was like saying, "He's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I came up like playing music in church and shit and fucking." Uh, I was like, "Oh shit!" I gave him a dap up. And then I was working for Jeff Hamilton, and I was working late one night. And then Dre dropped the the Compton album yeah. to go for the fuck I think straight out of Compton movie. Yeah. So he dropped Compton, and uh, Anderson Pack was on like four or five of these fucking things. And I was like, "What the fuck is Anderson?" I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Yeah, bro, and it's just like, that's how crazy it is. Life is a strange thing, bro. Life is very strange. It's like these uh, these little moments of like... Cool shit. Yeah, bro. That's what like, I would say. I post the bullets in about fucking 808s and heartbreak. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> since been my fucking best friend for like... Damn, Life is a whole years. bunch of coincidental yeah, cool years, shit. Bro. It's been over 15 years. It's been maybe the 16 years. Yeah. It's crazy, bro, in a blink of an eye. Hey, it happens fast. Yeah. It happens fast. Uh, I think I've known Sin for about ten years. Uh, yeah, what's crazy is before, like, I I found messages when fucking like like when I was in fucking I don't even know I think I was in L.A. or Brooklyn, but she was referring uh, Silk City Story. So we're gonna go into that part of your life. Yeah. So when did you get into? How did one? How did you end up getting into media? Yeah, I was working at Ruby Tuesdays, and I was like a busboy. Really? And I had been there for like, I think it was three years. And I was just starting to feel like, fuck, man, this sucks. I'm going to be working at a, like dead-end jobs my whole life. So mm. I was, I bought like, uh, I took one check, and I bought a camcorder. And I was like, let me just film like Patterson. I was riding the bus a lot, mm. dollar buses. And I, was I listening, love the dollar. I was listening too, to a lot of Tribe Called Quest in my headphones on an on a iPad Nano, iPod Nano, whatever. And I was like, man, like the vibes of the songs and like the, the top of the buildings, it gives off like a, a cool vibe. So I was like, you know, I know a lot about the history of Patterson. Maybe I could do like this cool Sesame Street kind of like thing. Because uh, Sesame Street, like, it's it's educational but it's also like entertaining yeah but it's like puppets and crackheads and and monsters and big birds whatever right so like maybe i can like take like the urban elements of of the city but also present it educationally where like you know a gangbanger would be into it like oh this is cool this is about my city you know it's 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 educational but it's not like mr rogers neighborhood yeah you know it's like this ghetto documentary um so yeah i bought a camera started doing that i did uh 
I did the Falls. I did downtown. Hurricane Carter. I did Hurricane Carter. I did uh, uh, Allen Ginsberg. Um, shout out to Nambla. Shout out to Nambla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And I did, uh, you know, I. I <laughs> That's the one thing I fucking always, always drew yeah. me up about Alan Ginsberg. I, like, I love On the Road and I love all the lore about it. That's Kerouac, that. though, On the Road. No, I know, but he's, yeah. like, in that shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? He's, like, one of the characters. Yeah. It. And it's, like, you know, there's all the lore of these beat poets. Alan Ginsberg just went nuts, bro. He's just like, yeah, we've got to well, fuck, the, the, fuck these little boys. That's the. <laughs> That's the issue of genius, right? Like the the the, bal- the line between insanity and genius is so thin. Like, bro, in ten years they're gonna say that about us, bro. Uh, like, I'm not fucking little boys, bro. No, no matter but, how good my films but are. But something in your past is gonna be held up as a representation of he was wrong for this, even though at the time you're gonna be like probably the murder. <laughs> Murder. Anything. It's not my fucking. Let's say it's not you, my murder. I know you don't wear socks. In the in the future, someone's gonna say, "Yo, he was a genius," but this man never wore socks, which is crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be anything dramatic like that, but like. For the record, I do wear socks when I go to the gym. <laughs> I don't like just fucking raw dog the treadmill. But no, man. Honestly. They're going to find any little thing to say you're crazy. I and agree yes, that in I'm crazy. Ginsburg's, in, Gis, in Ginsburg's case, yeah, that's that's fucked up. Like, he was banging little bo- You're comparing wearing socks to banging little boys. No, but what I'm saying really is that no matter what it is that you're, you're kind of doing, they're going to find something about you that's fucking crazy, and they're going to point it out as a defect to your character. Yeah, fair enough. I, I agree. No matter what it is. Yeah, no. no matter no. what it is. It's all good, man. You just uh Nas made uh Nostradamus. Greatest rapper of all time, but he has that huge blemish like uh oh, that Nostradamus album. is not that bad. It's bad. It's pretty bad. Nost- it's pretty bad. What's good <laughs> on that album? What's good on that album? Owe me for ice? Uh, Nothing's good on that album. Nasty, nasty, no. no, he was crazy for that. He's crazy for that. That's insanity. Why would you put that out? What Escobar. is that? I'm, I'm checking out the Nostradamus. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Street Disciple was a fucking masterpiece. Street Disciple? No, it had it, it was it was bloated. What, bro? Why? Because it was, it was a two disc. Yeah. Bro, are was, you kidding, dude? Have it was just too many to songs. War? Nothing like stands out like. Bro, War is one of his best. So- well, I would say War is Nas's best song. Bro, this, this is Nas's best song, bro. And nobody's really feeling of that. It's a bloated album. It's a long you album. You got rid of like eight of the tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight of them were like nothing. But War and Streets Disciple was fucking amazing, amazing fucking songs. Bro, Nas is only good when he has something to rap about. Yeah, that's why he has to get in a divorce. He bro. has to. Life he, is Good was a great album. That's what I'm saying. But he went through a divorce. Uh, Godson, his mom passed away. Uh, uh, Stillmatic, Jay Z was the beef with Jay Z. Yeah. Um, Nas can't rap unless he has something to rap about. 
Well, that's the case, bro. Sometimes people are just rapping about nothing. Yeah. That's the problem. Is I f- and I his f- albums are with uh, Hit Boy are good, but they are kind of about nothing. Yeah, fair enough. That's why I don't listen to New Nas. Yeah. They're not bad albums, though. Yeah. They're kind of like mixtapes. I, I look at them like mixtapes. All right. Well, fair enough. They're just a collection of, of cool beats. We're going off topic. All right. So you're making ghetto documentaries. Well, Nas is, is part of the story too, right? Nas is part of the Nas, story. Well, Nas was the first. Stillmatic was the first album I ever bought. My first album you ever bought. My wow. own money, yeah. I bought Stillmatic. Um, my cousin had the CD. He wouldn't let me borrow it, so I was like, I'm gonna go buy it. My own money. I was yeah. working at like a video game store, and I bought that with my own money. And then I, I was like, fuck it, I want another uh, Nas album. So I went to. I don't know if you remember Downtown Patterson. There was a lot of mixtape stores. Yeah, there were, man. There I was remember a there was a lot of mixtape stores. There was a record store. Right next to Players. Yeah, right yeah, next. Yeah. There was Tower Records. But, yeah, uh, by the by Jason's the father's store. bar. The bar that Jason's father owned. There was a Tower Records right next to that. And um, I walk into the mixtape store, Bengali guy that owned it, right? And I'm like, oh, I need another Nas album. Can you recommend one? I, I mean, I was like 14, 15. Yeah. Guy gave me Illmatic, and I look at the back of the of the case, and I was like, "Yo, there's only ten songs on this shit." Like, I can't. I'm gonna listen through this, and like, this is this is nothing. This is like, oh, like, little did you know. Little did a, I know. It was so a, I walked out with Godson, <laughs> and Godson was good. But a week later, I went back, and I was like, "All right, let me get Illmatic now." Mind blown. Oh, dude. Mind blown. Best fucking album of all time. Yeah, dude. Godson was like, "All right, I was a little." I blame Tony Hawk's Underground because the world is yours was on Tony Hawk's. It actually was in Part Four, wasn't it? No, it was on. No, it was on Underground. underground? Yeah, Underground, New Jersey. Tony Hawk, New Jersey level when you're playing the world. Tony Hawk was the first time I heard the world is yours. Yeah. 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 That was. I didn't even own the game. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two soundtrack is probably one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. It's up there with like Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Vice City has a great soundtrack. It's an awesome collection of songs. Like, it's awesome and, curation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Everybody Loves the Sunshine. That was the first time I heard that shit. There wasn't a lot of media distribution back when we were Vice kids. City. Um, you had to get, like, turned if on If you didn't grow up in the 80s and you heard all those songs for the first time in a video game, you'd be like, wow, these are, like, the greatest songs of all time. You have, you have, you have Michael well. Jackson's uh, uh, Billie Jean. You had um, Tears or Fears. Mm. Uh, Everybody. Yeah, you had yo, the, the, just the the curation. You had Rockbox Run DMC. You had um, damn, what's this woman's name? Um, Love is a Battlefield. Who Love sings, is who a sings battlefield. that? Uh, I forgot the fucking Brannigan. Fucking uh, Oh shit. War is the best. Laura Brannigan? Who is that? Is that her name? Oludara. Anyway, yeah, Vice City is a, a hell of a collection of songs. That was a hell of a collection. I never listened to country music until Vice City. Okay. Dear right, Summer. Let's go back into it. Uh, yeah. You know what I, I'm like? I'm looking for it right now is fucking. Um, Laura Brannigan? Nah, is uh, Scarface the World is Yours had a really great soundtrack. Scarface the World is Yours? Oh, bro, Scarface had a great fucking soundtrack. You know, I didn't play much of it. I played, like, the intro on a demo. 
human beatbox. It was good. It was a great game. I was I was surprised as well. Yeah. Uh, the Scarface game, I played a little bit of it, like, towards the tail end of me working at the video game store. I didn't like the overacting. Anyways, go back. Uh, go, let's well, go back. Let's go that's, back. That's, that's, that's Al Pacino in general. Al Pacino overacts and everything. What's up? After Scarface, Al Pacino is just overacting and everything now. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what... I, don't, I feel Carlito's way was the last uh, allowance of it. And then, uh, then like, fucking... Uh, what's the football one? <laughs> Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday after that. He was just playing, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. Chino. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was working at the video game store, and they had, uh, they would buy a lot of used DVDs. And I would, like, take them home and bring them back the next day. And that's how I saw Taxi Driver. That's how I saw The Panic in Needle Park, uh, Scor- uh, Serpico. You saw Panic in Needle Park? I did. I saw it at How 15. is that? I was going to go see that in fucking. Um, it didn't, it didn't leave, a, uh, like, an impact on me at all. You know, it's one of those 70s uh, art house. I was going to go see it. It was in 60mm film. Uh, yeah, film I mean, I'd rather see Dog Day Afternoon in I 70. love Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. It's my logo, bro. I love how... Yeah, it is your logo, it is, actually. Yeah. It is, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that until right now. But now I'm putting it together, yeah. Uh, I'd rather see Dog, Dog Day Afternoon. Like <laughs> Watched it on DVD on my PS2. Yeah, Dog Day is beautiful. And I think it's hilarious too, like how, like, all these people that worked at a bank got like Stockholm syndrome, and they were like cool with them. Yeah. Towards the end, but then at the end of the movie, they rescue the hostages, and then they're like, they don't really care that these guys got shot. They're just happy to get out of that situation. Um, so it's like, who's phony, who's fake in that movie, and who's real? Kiss me. Because right. I like to get, I was like, when I get fucked, I like to get kissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The greatest line of all time, dude. Yeah. I love that Al Pacino played a gay bank robber. Mm. You know, he was robbing the bank so that his partner could have the sex change surgery. Yeah. It's really good shit. And then uh, Fredo's in there, like, just being a weirdo. Shout out to John Kazil. Just being Kazeel. a fucking total weirdo. Oh, dude. He's, that's the greatest role yeah, for that guy. Yeah, it really is. That guy is such a fucking great He played great Salator. Actor. That's his name in that movie. Salator. Bro, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Sil. 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 Was it Sil? Yeah, was it Sil. Sil. I think it was Salator. I think it was Salator. We're going to debate this right now. I think so. I think it was Sal- Sally. What was the name of John Kazil's uh, character in Dog Day Afternoon? Hold on. Oh, motherfucker. Come on, Siri. Don't fucking suck. It's a billion dollars worth of fucking... Of, uh, I think it's Salvatore, dude. I'm pretty sure it's Sil. We're going to bet right now. Because, uh, Dog day. It's Sil, bro. Is it? Wait, hold on. Cast. Cast. Sal! You won. Salvatore, yeah. Yeah, you won, bro. All yeah, right. Sally, yeah. Sally. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a guy that worked for me. His name was Salvatore, and I used to call him Sally. But, um, yeah, all those movies, I watched them in high school. Um, I try to show my friends uh, Apocalypse Now. 
They're hey. like, oh, this movie's long and fucking boring. <laughs> I didn't like it. Well, we were like 14, so yeah. like, of course. But I was already entrenched in like just a legend of movies. You know, you 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 uh, you watch shows about movies and where they quote movies. So like, when someone says the smell of napalm in the morning, mm. you know that that's like from Apocalypse Now. And you're like, I gotta go watch that. It's a legendary movie because mm. it's quoted in like 30 different movies. Yeah, but I'm very uh, happy I'm over that, that situation in my life. I lived in a van and I just watched. Yeah, you watched the hundred greatest movies of all time. Yeah, according to Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. I really wish. What was the worst movie on that list that he liked? Ooh. You know, Kubrick likes Big Mama's House. Big Mama's House. He did. That was one of his favorite movies. Really? According to his wife, yeah. It was after he died. After he died, yeah. So what was Scorsese's like worst <laughs> favorite movie? I don't know, man. Like maybe Cat People. Cat People. Cat People was kind of shit. I never uh, heard of Cat People. I don't people. know. Let me say. It was, it was a, for me. Let me say. Let me recap the thing. Martin Scorsese. Eighty-five. Jamie, bring that up. I know what's the worst movie he ever made. What was that? What do you C- think? Condon. You didn't like Condon? No. It's kind of pretentious. Kind of like. You know the thing is, man. Fucking no Scorsese. When he gets, he gets like. He does. There is a system amongst directors. Yeah, he does like things that one for the, them, one, yeah. uh, two for them, one for me. Yeah, he does. But the thing is, that his two, one for him is like is usually is like, good too. He's like a Roman Catholic piece yeah. where he's like trying to confess his guilt. Yes, the 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 last uh, shit of Christ, last temptation, last temptation of Christ. Yeah, um, it's usually that. Other than the casting, so I think that movie's still here. a good good movie. All right, we're gonna go down the eighty-five films. Ace in the Hole was awesome. All that Heaven allows was awesome. America, America is one of my favorite movies of all time. An American in Paris is eh, Apocalypse Now. Is Apocalypse Now? Arsenic and Old Lace was a good one. That's like a very like weird one. Uh, Bad and the Beautiful was good. Bandwagon is like musical. Born on the Fourth of July, I didn't actually see. Uh, Cape Fear was good. Cat but he People. put his own movies on the list. No, Cape oh, Fear. Is, Cape, Cape Fear is the original. Yeah, Cape okay. Fear. Caught. I don't remember watching. Citizen Kane is Citizen Kane. The conversation is a masterpiece. The conversation I love. Dial M for Murder is a is a is a fucking wonderful one too. Uh, Do the Right Thing is amazing. Duel in the Sun is great. Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse is like uh, fucking 10 minute fucking bullshit. Europe of 51, I didn't watch. Faces is one of the greatest films of all time. Full of the Roman Empire is good. Uh, my shit just died. Hold on. Flowers no, sing. no, there's no. You don't have to keep going. Flowers, flowers so, so you just you just agree with most of his picks. I agree with. Because you know it sounds like you don't. Man? You didn't like dislike any of them that stand out to you. They're not like. Like the thing is, it's like taking photography. It's like all right, so like, I I did the Hinchcliffe Stadium thing, right? I did like eight hundred and ninety-one photos. I'm posting like twenty. Yeah. Right. Like. Uh, like. It's the, the whole. The weight. The, the sum weight of, the whole. of how good faces was. Uh, fucking balances like, out that he liked. 
Bro, uh, it's like one of the greatest the things. The Color of Money. Yo, it, like, it's, it, it shaped me as I will, a person. Well, let me take it back, Kundun. I think Color of Money is his worst movie. Color of Money, Color of Money is Hustler is a great, is a great movie. Hustler, Flowers he Flowers of St. Francis is great, even he though it's like Hustler. a... He make Hustler. Yeah, it's like a fucking movie. Color of Money is a sequel to Hustler. No, I know, I know, but still, like, the Hustler and, like, that general thing. Color of Money is too... I watched, I watched a little bit of, of Color of Money. I wasn't, like... You didn't watch the whole thing? I didn't watch the whole thing. Okay, so there you go. I, well, I, 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 have the, the I have movie. the fucking, the, the attention span of a god damn squirrel now shout out to squirrel oh yeah but you you fucking watched all of his other movies you watched well because i was living in a van and i was like this is the only time in my (laughs) lifetime that i'm not gonna have you watch kundun there's not gonna be like a child i didn't watch kundun oh you didn't watch kundun the whole thing i watched kundun the i watched the uh the porn version yeah the porn version of it where they come on the fucking dalai lama okay godfather gun crazy was good heaven's gate i never watched but i heard a lot about house of wax was good how green was my valley the hustler infernal cakewalk was like eh, whatever journey to italy julius caesar kiss me deadly clute was awesome everything has their like weight of like why they're amazing like mccabe and mrs miller is like the reason behind that why that's a fucking good one is because like I'm the guy flashed the film it was like the guy like took a very risky process at Robert Altman. He would like flash the film so the grain would like fucking pop up. So he used like a very like uh, low low speed so he'd flash the film so the grain like the bits of so it looked like it was an 1800s film. Mishima was beautiful. It's just dude, they're all beautiful films. It's just that you have to appreciate them in their own thing. Probably, I'm saying was there like one the trial that was just by like, Orson Touch of Evil. It's crazy, man. Shock Order is amazing. Is people like f- The Untouchables. I think that's a horrible fucking movie. I didn't like The Untouchables. It's Not a horrible a fucking movie. The baby stroller going in slow motion as they're having a shootout. I think yeah, The Palm was very overrated, bro. What's up? The Palm was very overrated. The Palma, the Palma's not overrated. He's bro. very overrated. Nah, bro. The the con- the conversation that's him. Right? No, that's no, Coppola, no, that's Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola. The Palma is Scarface. Scarface, Carlito's, Carlito's way. way. Uh, fucking um. What is it? I'm not. I'm bugging. Hold He's on. overrated, bro. He's not overrated. Untouchables. Bro. Untouchables. I didn't him. like the Untouchables though. Untouchables. Jack with Robin Williams, horrible movie. Bro, I cried like a no. That's Coppola. That's Coppola. Jack what, no is Coppola. way. Jack is Coppola. Jack is Coppola. No way. It is Coppola. It is Coppola. No way. Oh, you're right. Jack is Coppola. Wow. The Palma is. I cried like a baby for Jack. The Palma. The Palma is Bonfire of the Vanities, which I never watched. Bonfire that one. of the Vanities. I never watched it. Hey man, Scarface and Carrie. Carrie, yeah. Carlito. He has. The Yo, Palma Carlito's has hits. Is a beautiful thing. The Palma has hits. They carry his lackluster movies above the uh, the finish line. Scarface and uh, damn, well, there's another one that I liked from him that was really good. Um, Mission Impossible One. That's the Palma. Mission to Mars. Oh, Mission Impossible One. Mission yeah. Impossible One was actually like a really good heist uh, spy movie. It wasn't all that action shit that it is now. It was like really about a heist. Wow. Yo, Tom Cruise is fucking. Tom Cruise is sixty-one years old. Yeah, in the height of a fucking 
15 year old. Damn, and he was banging Nicole Kidman. Eh, uh, allegedly. I don't think he really was. Uh, you think you think he's gay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Which well, doesn't take anything away from him. Marv is dodging the personal questions of afternoon. Okay, so like look. Motherfucker. He's like trying to go into these deep we did the conversations Soap City stories. about film and cinema. I did three. Soap City Stories. I ran into um, Juan Perez at Walmart. Juan Perez, I went to high school with him. He was a rapper. And he asked me, like, yo, I can make a song for your Silk City Stories. Oh, so um, you were getting traction. You were getting fans on these. Well, I went to dark. high school with him already. And he had sold the Silk City Stories. And he was like, yo, I can make music for your for your documentary. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I could record your music music videos for you. Because, like, I'd never done a music video. I'd done this documentary type of stuff. But i never done a music video. Yeah. It took a couple months. I didn't want to do it unless I had, like, a unique idea. At the end of the day, my unique idea was just to do three of his songs and put them together into a music video. But it still wasn't that unique, so I, I kind of was disappointed by it. But either way, I took them to the art factory. Hmm. And I always wanted to be in that community. I was like really, really wanted to be in the art factory. Hmm. It just felt like there's a community of great creatives here. I this, need before, this is before the current owner? Bef- no, same owner. Same owner? I've heard so many horror stories of this guy. I've heard I have him no too. idea who he I've is. I've heard him too. He's like, he's like he's indicted on multiple charges and then a, 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 eventually David just got Garcia? washed away. I mean, he, he gave a home to a lot of Patterson creatives in the beginning. And uh, now he's just jaded. Now it's, now he's just it's, jaded, bro. Now I feel it's like just, just about weddings and money. It's always was about money, but I wanted to be in there. There was a lot of like hip hop, urban like things in there before. It's not like that now, but yeah, now he wants. He's like, get these fucking yeah, get these fucking. He kicked out a lot of the people that I liked. Um, so I told Juan and I told Billy Prempe and Steve, the guy I work with now, Steve Franchise. Okay. The four of us. The franchise. Yes, the franchise. It was me, Juan, Billy, Prempe, and Steve. And I told them, like, dude, we should get a room in the art factory just for our creative endeavors. Like, that we're in that community. We could all work on our own thing, but, like, let's let's just get a room in there to be part of that community. And, uh... You know, we'll figure out what we're gonna do in there. The most part, for the most part, later on. I just wanted to be in the R factory. I didn't care what was the reason we were there. Uh, and they said, "Yeah." They said, "Yeah." Um, you know, I was gonna pay most of the rent because I was just like, I was so desperate to be in that community. Really? Yeah, I was so desperate to be there. Um, and yeah, we got a room there, and then me and Juan are talking, and we're like, uh. You know, let's. We're, you should produce music in there. You're a rapper. You should just produce beats and whatnot. And Juan's like, "What about a radio station?" And I was, I was like, "Radio." It, it was like 2012 or 13, 13. I was like, "Nobody's listening to radio anymore. Like it's it's kind of a done, uh, medium. It's kind of dead, hmm. right?" Not. I didn't see podcasting. I didn't see radio becoming podcasting in the future. Mm. But he wanted to have an online radio station, and I was kind of there with it. He wanted to call it... 
uh, letting out stress, LOS, mm. radio. I also didn't foresee that hip hop was going to become he- emo in a couple of years. Mm. So he kind of was ahead of the curve on that one. He wanted a radio station. He wanted it to be kind of like about mental health, which I wasn't like a, a, an advocate of at the time. We had it was such 2013. Weird, I didn't, we had a weird education when we were younger. We did. We did. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to be wanted it to be about mental health, and I didn't care for that at the time. So I <laughs> uh, kind of was like, eh, well, whatever. I'll support it, but I'm not like with it completely. Whatever, whatever. Billy Prempe dropped out. Steve dropped out. It was me and Juan, and Juan saying he was having trouble paying for it. It was like 700 bucks a month. Even between four people, it still was a lot for all of us. Yeah. And, uh, it was $700 to run the R Factory at one point. What's that? It was $700 to run the R Factory. It was $700 for a room in the R Factory in 2012. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I had a pretty good job. I was working construction. I was making like 20 an hour oh, nice. in 2012. So I was I was well, very well off at the time. I had a car. I had yeah. an apartment. I had... I was doing good. I was I was betting everything on this art factory. It's $20 an hour in America. Well, in 2012, $20 was, an yo, hour I could was go like, so much, bro. It was I remember $12 an hour was like nuts. Bro, in 2012, it was like, 12, yo, I, 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 I'm afraid to make $12 yeah. an hour. In 2012, 12 <laughs> an hour was crazy. I know. I was making 20 an hour in 2012, so Fathom, like just fa- Johnny Fathom that John, shit. John Fathom that. Fathom that shit. Right? So... I was like, I'll pay for everything. I don't care. As long as you guys are here with me and I have a community, I'm good. But they all dropped out. Everybody was like, yeah, we don't have a plan. We don't have nothing going on. What are we doing this for? But I didn't give up on the idea. So I went to college. I, I learned photography, co- uh, video communications, everything. And then I, I got a room at Alfano Island. Mm. Alfano Island is... Uh, down by where the auto zone, the food, uh, yeah, 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 super yeah. super is super super, yeah, yeah, around that area. Mark was, li- Mar was living in the KNC fried chicken. I was, but it was right next to KNC fried chicken. Okay, that's all one. One had actually started the radio station in his house. Like he didn't. He was like, "Fuck it, we don't got the art factory. Whatever, I'm gonna do it in my house now." I yeah, just, I just want to do it so bad. So then I got the room in in Alfano Island. I told Juan, like, "Yo, you split the rent with me." You could do the radio station thing in my studio. I wanted the studio for like YouTube videos and mm-hmm. and gaming stuff. I wanted to do a gaming channel, really, like a, a YouTube gaming channel. It's back in the day too. This is twenty fifteen, sixteen. Okay. Fifteen, maybe. I just got kicked out from my my girlfriend's house. Yeah. I moved in with a girl. It was her house. We broke up. I had to find somewhere to go. Yeah. And um started this is like the beginning of these these videos it's the beginning yeah yeah we're doing villainy games yeah it was me steve dx, uh, the, DX the great finally came into the mighty picture. pete that fucking mark <laughs> and uh <laughs> and juan's there doing the radio station thing and uh juan actually was getting other people to use his studio other people were hitting up like yo can we record our podcast at your studio he got Derek like, Dorda yeah. from the Real Point Podcast. 
Oh, Derek Dorda. His... Shout out to Derek Dorda. I he started his podcast over there. I've never met this man face to face. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. But I don't know. I don't know. Shout he's out a good Derek guy. Dorda. Yeah, he's a good guy. He started dude. the Roll Point podcast with Juan. Um, rest dark in peace hour. to uh, the baby. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, yeah. bro. Um, the Dark and Hour started their podcast with Juan. Happy Hour, which is two girls uh, from the suburbs. That fr- I forgot who they were, but. They actually got Drewski to come by and record. Really? record the yeah. Drewski. The Drewski, yeah. Huh. Not, not the comedian, the 97 guy. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. There's like bad Drewskis, bro. There is. There's yeah. way too, I don't know. Continue. But uh, Juan actually pulled in a lot of great podcasts in his first year of the business. And that we had gotten kicked off the island because his guests were smoking weed and the owner saw it. He wasn't happy with it. And uh, he he was like, "Yo, let's let's find a room. Let's find a place somewhere else." We found Alex Nieves's place in Clifton, yeah. and we partnered, partnered from there. We we're like, "Yo, let's become business partners. Let's combine what we're doing because we're already doing it in the same room anyway." Yeah. Even though he had got another room next to me, but it kind of was still the same place. We combined it. He was calling it Speak Your Mind Radio. Yeah. Um. When we got to Clifton, it was a little rough because we didn't sign a single new podcast because we're by too many like rock bands and grungy shit. Yeah, I heard about this. This is like a whole ass venue. It's a ne- rehearsal Neil studio. Neil said he would go a bunch of times. He would like it, fuck. I him. met Neil there. Yeah. Uh, it was a rehearsal studio. We were in the wrong place. Yeah. That was a great spot. I, mean, like, I met great people there, but it's all rock bands in every room every room had a band rehearsing yeah so it was like all right guys so, we need quiet for yeah <laughs> i need to record a podcast but the whole shit there's fucking Jimi hendrix yeah like next door to me nickelback is right next door but i what am i gonna do i can't tell him to be quiet he pays to be here too yeah so one ended up quitting he ended up like saying yo uh, this is not making money i'm out of here yada 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 uh, we had changed the name to Bravery Studios a little bit before that because I was like, I want something a little more uh, all-encompassing. What made you pick that name? Uh, you know, I think it was like... You were like feeling I it. wanted a one-word name. And I wanted something that anyone can relate to. So I was thinking of like Valiant Studios or uh, Valor Studios or... Um, and I was just looking up words that that meant like the feeling, the feeling of oh yeah, I'm out. I'm of like, like I need to be brave in order yeah, to create shit. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then uh, bravery came up, and I showed Juan a list of like three different names, and he he went with Bravery Studios, and that was it. You know, he, I I knew he was gonna out of the names I picked for him, I picked two that I knew he wouldn't like, and one that he would. Yeah. I know the the psychological system of that. <laughs> show show multiple options that way. They like they feel like they made the choice, but really you made the choice. It's like valor. Yeah. The, the, the vanguard. <laughs> yeah. More v words. But yeah, so on bravery, then Juan quit like a couple months later. And 2019 is when podcasting blew up. Because mm. Joe Rogan had announced that he made millions with Spotify, de- a Spotify deal. Mm. That's when business just took Everybody off. Everybody was like, "Hey, go make money podcasting." Yeah. Let's go to bravery. 
And uh, that's when it took off. 2019. He had quit. 2018. December 2018, he quit. January 2019, I had signed like 10 different podcasts. Oh, wow. He quit right before the, the explosion. And, um, you know, I'm kind of living his dream a little bit, but. Do you guys, you guys ever made a, a, a way of like talking to each other? Uh, I'll like? like comment on stuff on Instagram. He makes beats now. He's doing, he's doing Billy Prempe's podcast. Oh, really? He produces that? He produces it, yeah. I didn't know that. And, um, I, I like little small talk, like nothing like that, that deep. Right. He wrote a, he wrote a, like a, a diss track. He's like, yo, he's like, man, fucking, fuck, he's like, fuck, rock. He mostly dissed X Man Dam on it. He didn't really say wow, anything really? about me. Wow, really, Why? X Man Dam was like his right hand man. Like they were like bro bros. Oh wow. So he kind of felt a little betrayed when X Man Dam and me started hanging out more. But uh, yeah, he Damn. wrote a diss track. I, I I comment here and there. I talk, <laughs> I talk to him like. I talk to him sporadically, like, around the, I don't know, randomly. I think he's over it now, but I think at first, when he saw the business booming a little bit, yeah, he was like, it yeah, was what like, the what fuck? the fuck? Where's, where's my money? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I owed him signs. He took back all his equipment that he paid for uh, in the, in February. He quit in, in December. He said he's going to leave me all the equipment because he paid for everything. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't have money. I quit my, I quit that $20 an hour job. Why? Because I believed so much in what we were doing. Oh. I believed in it so much that I quit everything. And um, so he started paying for everything. Mm. And uh, shit, I wouldn't I wouldn't have even eaten if he didn't throw me some dollars every here and there. Mm. Like, he really did take care of me for that, for that period. I was just so gun-ho. Like, I was Captain Ahab with, like, fucking Moby Dick, bro. Oh shit! Bro. I didn't. I didn't care about anything but the dream. I was like, the podcasting shit is gonna take off. I believe in it this month. I I can go days without eating. I'll be fine. That's when he throw me a couple bucks. Like, yo, did you eat it today? And I'd be like, uh, I'd be ashamed, but I'd be like, yeah, I'll take your money. <laughs> please, please. Yeah. Um, Broadway pizza. Broadway pizza, please. Well, I mean, we were in Clifton, so it was like fucking Maharajas and. Uh, ah, shit. Crispy chicken. Crispy chicken or whatever. Jaimitos. Uh And sometimes Alex Nieves would cook. Those are the best days in the studio. Oh, yeah. Well, when you, Alex gotta, you gotta be Alex, man. Alex I think just, I met him before. He's the king, bro. He was here before. He was. He, he was, came he's, here? Yeah, he's been here before. He was like really? trying to do something. But he... Uh, I don't know. He. I love that guy. I haven't... I've, I've, I don't know him that I well. I fucking love that guy. Yeah. Like, if you were into wrestling, you'd probably be him. If I was into wrestling, I'd be it's, it's, It sounds deeper than what it is, All but right. yeah. <laughs> I love Alex Nieves, bro. Alex is the king. The first king. Uh, he, it, it was kind of like prototype what he had, but it wasn't a commune. It wasn't... Yeah. Nobody spoke to each other from different rooms. Everyone had their own room and went in their own space. But there was a select few people who were like kind of the family... Uh, and Alex would cook. He would cook, and like we'd all I go in his like room and eat. Just like hold the down. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he was cool. He was a cool guy, and he held me down. I'd be laying on rent. He would like take help me out. Yeah. Like I owe him a lot, man. He found me clients. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He where? found me some clients. Like yeah, he was a shit. 
I owe, I owe Alex, Alex Nieves a lot. I owe him a lot. Word. Uh, the bag. Let's get him on the podcast. Try to try to. You should get him. You yeah, should get yeah, him. I'll, I'll finagle that. You one. should definitely get him on. I'll here. finagle that one. That's uh, yeah. He's a legend. Note to the editor. He knows everybody you know. I know that's he the knows thing. sin. He knows what's so weird. Yeah, that's the thing. Is since sin introduced me to him. Yeah, but I, I don't really. I still don't know him that well. I haven't seen him since. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's yeah. a good guy. I love it's that weird, guy. Man. There's a very. You know, what's crazy is that it's like a. It's a very small community. It doesn't take that long to know. Everybody. What it is is that. Um. We all think we're very unique, but I think in different cities, there's people just like us that are struggling the same way we are. And Even are, in different cities, bro, it's uh, there's just it's just there's people. You there's know, and people, it is, exactly. No, yeah, bro, it's like you don't have to, like there's like a, a massive wave of consciousness. There's a yeah. there's a, cre- a creative crowd. There is a cre- there's a creative crowd in every city, and the creative crowd isn't that big. Like, it's not that big. No, I'm serious. Like, and we're not as unique as we like to think we are. It depends, man. <laughs> Everybody's all right. Like, like, say I make salmon, right? And, Let's say uh, you make sculptures, man. My, my, no, it's just, we're making salmon. Okay, salmon, all right. All right. Or pasta. Say pasta is a very bland thing. I like, you know what I mean? Some people. There's a guy in Michigan who's just like you. Some people, no. There's some people who put, yeah, but they're doing, but they're. They're making pasta in Michigan, and I'm making pasta in Patterson, New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. And Pat- Michigan and Patterson, New Jersey are not the very same far place. away. It could be a very urban area, and it's like, hey, this guy's over here. But it's like, the way I make pasta is different <laughs> than the way somebody else makes pasta. Some person uses like oregano and fucking salt and pepper. No, it's definitely done you differently. I mean? but yeah, it's, I use like it's cumin. the same struggles and kind of story. You know what I mean? Yeah, not necessarily, man. I've had a very unique. I've had a unique experience. You have an extremely unique experience. Yeah, I've, not I've, to take I've, anything away from you or me. No, I'm just. But saying. what I'm saying is, there's there's people other than us in the world who have similar stories to us. Not exactly everything the same, but um, it goes to show that. What am I trying to say? Ultimately, ultimately. There's a lot of us. Like we think we're the underdogs, and we think we're the the, the minority. Oh, there's a shitload of people. But there's a shitload though. of us. There's a shitload of people. There's a shitload of us. But the, you know what it is, dude? It's it's being. There's a lot of people. Everybody can make. Everybody needs to make food. Yeah. There's only a finite amount of chefs, right? And among chefs, and there's a shitload of restaurants, right? There's only a finite of good chefs. Yes, and there's you know what I mean. Like everybody's funny. There's like five good comedians. Yeah. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's a shitload of fucking uh, of of restaurants, right? And every single one of those restaurants, there is a guy who is the chef, or or is like the person who's dictating the menu or whatever. That's the chef. Yeah. Right. Not all of them are goody. Not well, maybe not good. Goody's not a good example, but I'm just saying, like, like the dude who does fucking like La Bernadine like uh, Eric Repair like he like no I'm serious like like that's like a very that's a very fine like oh this is a beautiful thing and it's for a specific person and then you got like I'm a big fan of Elsa Boren the fucking Super Supermarket bro Super Supermarket's got like some dumb they make hot food in there they make great food really in Super Supermarket I gotta go in there oh it's it's that's that's an episode of Hood Famous is that it it's is. one of the best fucking restaurants in Batterson yeah. is in the fucking supermarket I would never thought it's so good bro 
it's so good. They make like bacalao and like it's like eight bucks. It's, it's, I mean, it's not not because it's just cheap. It's just good. Um, like today, I got pollo asado with like fucking penne a la vodka for like really? six dollars, bro. Wow. Yeah, it's good. No Spanish food. The good, the great thing about Spanish food is that it's inexpensive. It's inexpensive and, and it's real fucking food. It's real food. Yeah, it's and they real. give you big portions. They give you huge. They feed you. They you go to a Dominican you. restaurant, you get half chicken, bro. You're getting the whole, you're getting half of the fucking chicken. Yeah. You're getting half of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you picture in your head as a chicken? But like Al Bashar, like Al Bashar, like the chef of Al Bashar is like, that person is like a legit chef. Yeah. That's in the area and it's like he's feeding mad people. And then, you know, you can get like, you know, Gyro King. Gyro King is still a chef, but it's yeah. like, that's like somebody, you know, who's like half and half with their shit, but it's like, to be. I used to be not insecure, but I used to be By like, your cooking? I know that I, like, when I was in the van, I knew I was going to be, a, uh, the thing is I had like a little, not, a, not necessarily an ego, but I had a sense of knowing that I would be a great director, that I, I knew that this is something that I will do for the rest of my life. I don't care if I win or if I fail. I mean, I was like, yo, I need to win. I, I used to put a lot of pressure on myself. But now I'm very casual with it. And I just, uh, I make, uh, the key is the consistency. The key is that I am a fucking. You believe in yourself. Yeah, I believe Remember in also my- that Hollywood's in a shit show. Hollywood has been a shit show for. It's not even that. I used to be like, oh, I need to make like this great fucking movie and win an Oscar and do, and just, do all this bullshit. Yeah. Now I'm just like, I like now I have fans. It's about your ecosystem now. Yeah. Now it's about people that you know and that are in your close proximity, uh, appreciating your work. It doesn't even have to be that now. Like they don't the even thing have is, bro, I, I have you? like, like I, I, I'm. Uh, this might not fucking get posted by the time this is out but I, I'm dropping the glance on Twitter this Thursday and I had like three four of these people that consistently like my shit and are like genuine fans yeah. of like and I don't know who these fucking people are one guy's in Montreal this person is, is is like a flower emoji but they're like dude I can't wait you know what I mean and it's like to have that was like wow I'm like holy shit like you know what I mean like it's not like I'm posting this shit on film freeway and hoping these people give a shit it's like they actually give a shit it's that and that's like but i'm making i'm not like going through the studio system and then like universal Universal pictures presents yeah you know what i mean i'm like just making the things that i make that's the point i was trying to make where like maybe 20 years ago oh you needed to if you wanted to be a great movie you needed to have a big studio behind you you needed to put it out in a theater because otherwise no one would see it. There was no YouTube. There was no internet. There was internet, but it you weren't you weren't watching a whole movie on the internet back in the day. My daily my daily routine defaults into expanding my network so that more people can be in touch with my work. That's and what I'm saying though. Every like, day, but the thing is, it's the consistency. I have grown more as a director taking daily photography. Because uh, now, like, when I take my shot... You have a broader definition of, of a director. I am too. just very, very... De- I'm definite in all of my decisions now. I'm not, like... 
oh well what can I do you know what I mean? I'm like even if it's not the best shot it's still a definite decision and that's better than waiting for the best shot it's just like I am very like I'm definitive in it and once I'm definitive in it that's it you know what I mean it's like and I know what a dish of mine like looks like and yeah. sometimes it's cookie cut or whatever and it's like you know I could be like oh well fucking you know a Nas album now just sounds like Nas talking about nothing but it's like you know but you know it's like the shots fired it's still a Nas album yeah you know what I mean it's, it's just, still better than about 70% of people in the yeah, bro. music I, I would take a Nas album over a Pooh Shiesty album any day bro Pusha T could drop a masterpiece and it still would be shitty. I don't even think I've ever heard a Pusha T song. I don't even know who Pusha yeah. T is, but I'm just giving it a Yeah. Um, I guess to get back on track. Um, All right. <laughs> I guess one left the picture. Vision started booming. Uh, that was 2019. 2019 was great. What was it like arriving at the YMCA spot for the first time? So the pandemic happened, right? Yeah. And uh, somebody brought the building in Clifton, the Alex Nieves building. Yeah. One of my podcast clients brought the building. Damn. Oh, yeah. A billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. You, yeah, you forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I remember the story. So he wanted the space we were in. I'm still doing his podcast weekly, but he wants to take over the whole space I'm in. So he's like, yo, you guys got to find somewhere new to go. And uh, it was a little crazy. It was it was 2020. It was a panini. It was wild, right? Mm. But uh, I, you know, I begged just him. call the pandemic a panini. Yeah, the panini, the great panini. And uh, I begged them. I cried. I was like, I did the whole sh- waterworks. I did the whole spiel. Like, yo, you're kicking us out. I have nowhere to go. I have a great business. He, he wrote me a check, a, a, a large sum, a crazy amount of money. Yeah. And he said, all right, go wherever you want. What did this person do? <laughs> it, it, crazy money, crazy right. money. Billion, he's bill, he's a billionaire. All right. He lives in he lives in Hoboken. Okay. Right. So he wrote me a check. Said go wherever you want. I only went five minutes away to Garfield. And um, it, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. It wasn't like any super dramatic, but you know, it was rough building the place. There was no walls. There was no podcast rooms. We we built all of that shit. Um, I still owe somebody money for like building those walls. I owe them like five five hundred bucks, I think, something like that. And uh, I had to cut corners. I had to I had to do a lot of like kind of fucked up things, I guess, to be there, uh, which I regret. But for the most part, we got in. It it was rocky in the beginning. A lot of my clients were hating me for, for like a couple of months. Why? Because it was just like weird. Because it was like, oh, uh, I'm supposed to record you today, but hey, I got to build this wall. I got to put a window in. I got to put up soundproofing. There's nothing yeah. there. I was going back and forth between Clifton and Garfield like every day. Yeah. I was renting a U-Haul every day. And um, shout out to Malcolm. Shout out to everybody that helped me. I, fucking shout out to Ray. A, a fucking crackhead helped me move things. Yeah over but it got done and it worked and it was it happened and we're here and we're, we're rocking and we're doing more money than ever right now that's crazy bro yeah what a journey yeah that I remember like when we moved to Garfield there was definitely days where I was like 
damn bro I have to wake up and I have to do a million things or I can't record this person I have to go to back to the old building get shit that was only for their podcast come back over put up put up some decorations or something so that it's not just a white wall they're recording in front of yeah it was wild it was wild and I had to do most of that on my own but uh got through it man I got, I got there in June. It. What's that? You're a better person for it. Uh, Do you feel the growth I hope of it so. No? I hope so. Um, I got there in June, and Steve showed up in in September. Right? Yeah. So Steve showed up, and he invited Mazin, Matt Mathias, yeah. in probably October. This is the formation of the wolf pack. Yes, it is. I knew Mathias already. But I didn't know him that well. And then Matthias invited Will. A month later. So then that was the wolf pack right there. Um, yeah, and we've been rocking ever since. We added Osei like a year later. Where? Osei is a great addition. He's an artist. Yeah. <laughs> Where, man? So what are your future plans for, the, for, for everything? Man? Podcasting Network. With uh, my co-partner, uh, Matthew Zaytoon. Ooh. Hood Famous is coming on the way. Hood Famous. First episode is Burning Man. And I'm uh, DJ getting, Deli. getting for it. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good time. The Podcast Network. Then I'm working with Garfield on uh, the school program. And a lot of stuff that's going to... Marvin's, Marvin's employing child slaves to, to, to engineer the I'm podcast. I'm selling out. Now, yeah, I'm selling which, out. Which uh, honestly is. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't know. I want that federal money. Yeah, oh, I'm shit, selling they, out. They yeah, heard that shit. That's, that's why I stopped. Heard it. They heard it. See, that's why they went by. I want the federal money. Shout out to Mina. Mina had the, the mayor of uh, Garfield as a health teacher in high school. Yeah. And she, uh, we went to uh, a girl's birthday party at the Venetian. Venetian. I had to buy a suit. I never, I haven't worn a suit in. You're telling me, bro. Forever. I had to buy a suit. I had to buy shoes. It was a pain in the ass. I bought a suit, and then when I went to put it on, I think you wore the shoes for like four days afterward. I did. They were so good. They were so comfortable. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah, I know. I was like, why are you I put on the suit right and now? it had an ink block on it. You know when they take off the magnet off the pants? Yeah. The, I guess the ink came out. Because uh, it has ink up. inside of it. And yeah. uh, I had to go back and buy another pair of pants. It was a pain in the ass to get to that to that birthday party. But I went. You I went. I went four hours late. It started at like 12. I got there like at 4. And it ended at like 8. So I was there for like two hours. Mina's there. She's talking to the mayor. She already told him about the studio. And um, I get there and she introduces me. And I, I headed off with the mayor. He was a cool guy. He was very down to earth, very blue collar. Yeah. Very human. He's a fucking health teacher, bro. He's a you fucking health teacher. Yeah. yeah. Most human you can get. Yeah, it's most human you can get. Alright. And, um, and then he came to the studio like a couple weeks later. He liked it. You know? And, He's gonna uh, hook it up. I got him a, I got him a cigar. I got him a Perdomo uh, cigar. A Perdomo cigar. I got him a Perdomo Sh- cigar. Uh, yeah, the people that uh, that I found those cigars at, they recently just lost the deli. 
No I'm worries. a little sad, man. Woodland Park kind of sucks. It does. Thank God. Hopefully, the Pizza City, Pizza City, better never go under. Is it the same pe- owner? It's the same Pizza owner. City? Yeah, it's uh, his son. Oh wow. His son has a spot with the park, and then, oh wow. Uh, well, it's called Patterson. I'm like, yeah. The fucking bullshit. But um, he is now taking over the Pizza City that's on in downtown Patterson. Okay. Yeah. So I want to do that. I, I want to. We have access to that for, for that Pizza famous. City is legendary. Yeah, we have access to that guy for. for I gotta take you to like. The Patterson places that I spent most of my childhood in. Cause I'm down, bro. Pizza City is one of them because they had a Marvel vs. Capcom arcade. And they had a big... They had a very big inside. You should inside. meet Joe. Joe is the guy who's, who's uh, doing He probably that. knows me and doesn't even know he knows me. No, Joe's one of the nice... I, I, I don't know what I like more about Pizza City. If, is if it's the pizza or if it's just that Joe's just a really nice guy. And I want bro, to the, 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 they had the best interior of any pizza place in Patterson. Really? Yeah, because they have the it's biggest. Been, it's been like shut down for like how long from LL? It went, I, since, I think it's since been, I've been back. It's been like four years that I haven't yeah. been in there, so I don't know exactly. But I just remember like this was a very cozy place to eat. They had the Marvel vs. Capcom. They had Cruising USA in there. Like that's what I remember the most: the arcades. Yeah. Ellison Pizza, you've, which is you've achieved the American dream, by the way. You have your own arcade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you well, have like Johnny Freeze and all these other <laughs> No, I'm serious, bro. You've achieved the You had an arcade in here too. You I gave know, me yours. I, have, I just play NBA Jam. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you, you've developed a, a, it's, uh, it's the king of the nerds, ladies and gentlemen. King of the nerds. And the We're king still of the doing nerds. a podcast. King of the yeah. nerds, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Ellison Pizza has the best sandwiches in downtown Patterson. Really? I'm not talking about Giovanni's. Giovanni has the El- best Ellison slices. Ellison Pizza outside of Unique Ellison Pizza shop. is right next to uh, Papa Uni- John's. Across you from Unique. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They have the best sandwiches. Get their chicken cutlet. I had their get menus, their pa- bro. get their pastrami sandwich. They recently went to TVs in there and they threw out all the menus. No way. Yeah, bro. I have them here. They You're threw kidding them out. Me. I grabbed them, bro. We th- we just threw them out too. Yo, Ellison Pizza legendary for their sandwiches. I like Giovanni's slices better. Giovanni a slice uh, a regular slice of pizza, at Giovanni's. Cheese, tomato sauce, uh, bread. They kick ass at it. Ray's Pizza. Ray's Pizza. Ray's Pizza was a, a, Ray's pizza a dollar was, slice. was delicious. No, bro. no, no. Because you would bite into they would, it and it would crunch. It would crackle. I like that. It wouldn't crunch. It would I crackle. Like that. You'd I have crumbs like that. coming down your neck. No, it was a good. It was $5 a pizza. You know why Ray's Pizza was really good? Because they got Broadway to, to put on their fucking pants. Broadway Pizza has run downtown pizza for 30-something years. Ray's moved across the street, and Broadway said, nah. If Ray's Pizza ever steps foot in Patterson, New Jersey. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Ray's Pizza got Broadway Pizza to put on their fucking pants, bro. Because Broadway we're, started we're doing right dollar slices. They started doing $8 pies. They started doing oh, it was a five dollar pie. Five dollar pie. Five dollar pie, bro. I remember eight I, slices. That was the first time I ever flexed on my brother and my mom as I came back and I had two pizzas, but it was only two bucks. Bro, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I got Broadway pizza never had competition until Ray's moved next door. Ray's was good, bro. I don't know. I, I was sad when they left. And then they tried to do this weird chicken and halal spot yeah, that like sucked. Yeah, no. And now they're like trying to do vegan food, like, nah. like just 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 do the ultimate thing where you just sell weed. I think Broadway Pizza <laughs> never tasted as good as it did until Ray's moved next door. 
across the street. Yeah. Eye distance. You know what it's like to have a business? Let's just say there's another, there's another prototype one. across the street. Yeah. And you see them doing shows from your windows. Broadway Pizza has. Oh, yeah. People are going in. I used to go. And I would get off the bus. And I was right there. Uh, Imagine the looking out your window and seeing the competition. I can't believe they closed, though. Because, ultimately, one, I think race pizza was kind of dirty and scummy on the inside. <laughs> it just felt that way when you walked in there. It kind of felt like this place... But Broadway pizza is scummy as Broadway too. pizza has scummy customers. But Broadway I pizza think has a guy selling you fucking... See, uh, mixtapes and shit, I know. It is mixtapes, that's where Fetty Wap came up, bro. I know. That's how Fetty Wap but came up. I don't know, Ray's Pizza just felt worse. Ray's just felt worse. And I remember, I was in Bergen Community College, I'd get off the bus, I'd get some Ray's Pizza and I'd go home. Because Ray's would close at 10, Broadway would close at 7. Yeah. i get Ray's that's and I'd walk home. That's insane that people close that early here no but patterson Gets in downtown the rules is 7 p.m really? i don't know how rage got away with closing at 10 I don't know. maybe they were just at the cusp because maybe that was like below a different war what's considered yeah yeah maybe that's just below what's uh downtown patterson or just the italians wanted to go home Ma, maybe broadway is real broadway is real italian yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, bro is a weird spot. Competition is good for business, bro. I never felt as ambitious as I did until I had competition. Where? Yeah, Kearney yeah. Point is my competition right now. I'm trying to Who? kick their ass. Kearney Point. They're in Kearney. Yeah. They have like an art factory kind of situation over there, too. They have great cameras and great a great studio. But they only have one. Let's so burn it down. The, uh, one of my clients went over there right, for a tour. A joke. <laughs> One of my clients went over to Kearney Point for a tour, and, and they haven't uh, been back since. No, 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 they came back. All right. but, but they told it's like an Adam the owner situation. Them, Listen, He's the like, owner, yeah, go ahead, go check it out, go check out the Jason Lovell podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the owner told them like, oh, that guy must hate me over there because I'm taking a couple of his clients, and uh, they came back and he told me that he says that he thinks he hate he thinks I hate him. So yeah. I messaged him and I said. Uh, I don't hate you, bro. You make me better. You you, you provide competition, so I, I, I put my pants on. I'm on my toes. Yeah. I'm not just here lollygagging. Yeah. And uh, he responded like, oh, yeah, well, it's good. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, shout out to all the podcast studio owners. Uh. You know, said something corny like that or whatever. But either way, I like competition. I don't like it when there's no competition. Matthew's like, okay. Monopoly. But he's still taking your Monopoly business. Monopoly man over here. He's like, competition is good for creativity. It is good for creativity. You gotta get creative when you you're know that the Beatles wouldn't be the Beatles if they well, didn't. the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones, then nobody. Or the Beach Boys. I, the Beach Boys? The Beach Boys just did a bunch of acid and talked about fucking shit. And what then, do you uh, the Beatles was? Who's the guy? Brian Wilson just did a bunch of. Who do you think the Beatles' competition was? No, the Be- oh well, like no, the Beatles were in competition with each other. Oh, with an internal. Team. No, good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah like Paul and, and John used to fucking always like try to fucking one up each other. Good point. And, and then, then Ringo and George would be like, "What the fuck, man?" George, Play our songs. George was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna smoke eighteen thousand cigarettes in a yeah. week." <laughs> and, uh, and Ringo was just gonna hit yeah. stuff. Yeah, R- Ringo's smart. Ringo played the long ball. Yeah. He was like, you guys can go die. Yeah. I'm going to just live in Malibu. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to show up a late night in Conan O'Brien once every, like, two and a half years. Ringo really is the smartest Beatle. He is the smartest Beatle, bro. He really Paul was. McCartney, actually, Paul McCartney did get a lot of pussy, though. Paul McCartney anyway. got a lot of pussy. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Paul McCartney got mad pussy, bro. You think so? Paul McCartney got the... I think, I think either Paul or John got the most pussy. John got the most pussy. But if I was a female, I'd give my pussy to George because I like the... the George is spiritual. You like Yeah, him. he's like silent. But he definitely didn't get... I would get, be like George. I, uh, George is my favorite. George is my favorite Beatle. When people say who's the lead singer of the Beatles, most people say John. Yeah. And I think that John definitely got the most. Lead singers get the most pussy. John was definitely the... Uh, lead singer. He wasn't the lead singer. I feel like he was the... Uh, like the, I'm um, the artsy one. Yeah, he's artsy. And Paul, yeah. and Paul McCartney was like, Paul want to like, do pop. Paul yeah, loves pop music. Poppy, like I just want to make. Yeah, music. I want to make hits. Yeah. John's like, no, let's make fucking. Let's make like state. Rubber soul. Yeah, let's make rubber soul. Yeah, let's and make state. And George's and 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 uh, Paul's like, what the fuck is rubber soul? Like what the? And then and then George was like. Yeah. Let me. Oh, uh, <laughs> hold on. I got this sitar that I picked up in, in yeah. Soho. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ringo was like, "What?" Uh, Ringo's like, "I'll hit the drums a couple times." Dom, dom. Ringo's dom. a great. Ringo's a great, great drummer. He's decent. Marvin right. Perdomo, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, let's end it here because afternoon FM. We're gonna talk bad about Ringo. Second, <laughs> the Ringo police come in. Afternoon yeah. FM. Stay beautiful, people. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Marvin. I have to give... I'm going to give my roses to you. There wouldn't no, be an afternoon roses. FM without Marvin Perdomo. Hey. Because he showed me how to set up the P4. <laughs> <laughs>